0: Welcome to Off The Cut, a podcast where we talk about building, making, and answering all of your questions. I'm Eric from Spenceley Design Co. And I'm
1: Zach from Zach Builds. If you have a question that you would like us to answer on air, you can send it to offthecutpodcast at gmail.com.
0: You can find both of us on YouTube, Instagram, and unfortunately, because we have to keep up with kids, you can find us on TikTok too. All
1: right, now let's get into the show.
0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Off the Cut Episode 9. We're already at 9. Which is respectfully dedicated to the food of the day, deep dish pizza. But I know up in Canada, today is known better as Monday, April 4th,
1: 2022. 2022. Okay, Eric, uh, real quick, you got to tell me are you a thin crust or a thick crust type of guy?
0: So. Though I kinda look at pizza the same way I look at beer. Mm-hmm. If you give me any beer or any pizza, yeah, I'm going to eat it. Yes. Right? Agreed. However, if I have to pick, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go thin crust. Okay. Okay. Thin crust guy.
1: See, I'm I don't really like uh, like a Chicago deep dish pizza. Not really mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. but also the ultra thin pizza not for me either. I'm I kind of like a nice happy medium.
0: So are you thinking thin like like a New York thin where it's like literally like maybe a quarter inch thick?
1: Yes, and also like yeah. when the when the dough starts to get crispy because it's so thin?
0: Oh. Like have you
1: ever had one of those pizzas where it's like it's it could almost borderline be considered a cracker? You're like, you Oh cr- yeah.
0: That's my favorite pizza. Uh-huh. Cracker crust, man. It's like it, it's got like a big air bubbles on it and it's like really crispy and crunchy. Oh, that's my favorite pizza. Yeah, no. Around I, here.
1: I'm I'm much more like a, a medium. I'm like uh, you know, what's uh what's oh the three bears? What's Goldilocks and the Three Bears? Is that what it is?
0: Do you have a pizza place called Goldilocks?
1: No, but, uh, <laughs> but I will. That is a business I'm going to open now that I think about it.
0: And Gutter Pies. <laughs> yeah, Gutter
1: Pies. <laughs> gutter Pies will be like around the back. And then the, the front will be Goldilocks and the three pizzas.
0: I like it. So are you going to have three different styles of pizza then?
1: <laughs> no, it'll just be that middle pizza. Which okay. it, it'll, be, it'll be very confusing for people when they come in off the street. But, you know, it's one of those things you have to learn.
0: It's going to be one of those business ideas where every single person that walks in, they go, so, so what do you do? (laughs) Like, do you have pizza or
1: (laughs) maybe it's a nightmare.
0: (laughs) So have you had deep dish pizza, though?
1: Oh, tons of times. And like, I'm not I don't hate deep dish pizza. Like I will eat it on occasion. But if I had again, if I had to pick declare a major. If I had to declare a major in terms declare of pizza, major. it would be the medium-crust pizza.
0: Okay. Do you have – no, you don't have Jets pizza up there. No, right? of course not. I don't think that goes – I don't even think that goes up to, like, Cleveland and Detroit area. I don't think it goes that – I think it's more s- southern. Um, Theirs is really weird. Theirs is what I would describe, like, a sheet. It's like a pan, like a square, like, casserole pan okay. that – The dough is probably an inch thick, like very fluffy, almost like a, almost like a biscuit or like dinner roll. Mm -hmm. But then it's traditional pizza on top.
1: Okay, okay. Like I could probably get into that, but I again I don't really need all that added like added carbs, like that thick layer of bread. It's I don't know.
0: It's unnecessary.
1: Yeah give me like a nice three eighths crust and i'm happy oh yeah yeah
0: Yeah. so where do you stand on the pizza toppings pizza toppings okay yeah this is this
1: is good i like to get controversial with my pizza toppings i'm willing to do pineapple i actually quite enjoy pineapple which i know is a sticking point for a lot of people um i've never had it never had it give it a try Give, see if you'd like it. It's nice. It's like a little splash. It's still kind of cold for whatever reason. Like even though the pineapple goes in the oven, by the time it gets to you, it's nice and cold. You get a little splash of sweetness in your pizza. Um Yeah, I'm trying do to Do you think. have
0: to pair that with something salty? Like, does it have to be with like pepperoni or like ham or sausage or something? Yeah,
1: here's my typical order. I will do like a pepperoni, I will do bacon strips, and then I will throw oh, some yeah. pineapple on there. And that's kind of my that's my go to.
0: My go-to is pepperoni, bacon, and banana peppers.
1: Oh, that's nice too. I like So that you too. get you
0: get a little bit of that sweetness from like cause they're pickled, right? Mm-hmm. Or brined or I don't know what they are. Yeah. But they got a little heat to it as well. Yeah. Which yeah. I really enjoy.
1: I also really enjoy like a nice green olive too. Mm. Yeah. I know that's can be controversial for some people, but I love it.
0: So are you like me as far as, like, pizza toppings? Like, if you, you're hanging out with some friends, right? They're coming over to watch a, a game or whatever, and somebody's like, hey, I'm going to order some pizza. Do you care at all what no. the toppings are?
1: My whole philosophy with pizza is, like, you literally could not make a pizza that I wouldn't eat.
0: Yeah. I don't yeah.
1: think there's, like, as long as you're ordering it from a rep, like, obviously you could go out into your backyard, you could get some dog poo and put it on it, and I wouldn't eat it. But if you're ordering your food the pizza from a reputable chain then there's no way i'm not gonna be eating it
0: yeah and that's kind of how i feel like i got some friends that are just unbelievably picky when it comes to food so like if i go go over and hang out with them i'm just gonna be like what do you guys want to eat and just order whatever because i'm not i'm not getting into this argument
1: (laughs) who are these adults who are sticky uh or who are picky eaters like you got to get over that at a sort of
0: it's people I'm telling you it's people that have never like traveled yeah true. by themselves and like been stuck in that situation where you're like oh well uh this is all I have to eat or I'm not eating. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm like on the streets of Bangkok right now and the only option to me is this like noodle vendor directly in front of me and I don't know what the any of these ingredients are.
0: Yeah, I'm going for it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going too.
1: for it. 100% every time.
0: I think my first experience, like as a kid, I was crazy picky. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was actually just we got tacos last night and I was telling uh, Miranda the story about how when I was younger, we would go to Taco Bell and I would. no exaggeration. I would literally get a crunchy taco shell Mm -hmm. with cheese inside of it. Yeah, that's it. That was it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know the
0: type. And then, you know, I've played hockey like my entire life. So once I finally got to the age where like I would, you know, go away to hockey camp for a week or whatever. Well, overnight camps for kids, it's more it's like cafeteria style or like catering style where like they bring giant pans of pasta or like cookout burgers and stuff. And they they just made like a simple like, you know, spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah. But I didn't eat red pasta sauce until I went there.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: So I learned real quick. If you wanted to eat, yeah, <laughs> you were going to eat it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then after that, I just like stopped really caring. And I was like, all this stuff is kind of good. And now I will eat virtually anything.
1: When I was growing up, my parents would just not tolerate me being a picky eater. They were just yeah. like, we're going to put the food in front of you. You're going to shut up and you're going to eat it. And that was kind mm-hmm. of the vibe in the I was growing up. But the one thing I always got away with not eating was fish for whatever reason. Okay. I, I said no fish. And I stuck to that up until like age 21. And so my friends were like, this is ridiculous. You got it. We're taking you to a sushi restaurant and you're going to eat some sushi. And I was like, fine, I guess whatever. Yeah. And, uh, turns out I loved it. So I went like, <laughs> Age like eight to 21, uh, like saying no fish, no way. I'm not going to even remotely consider it. And then my friends like strong armed me into it. And I was like, oh, you know what? I've I've evolved and I actually like this taste now.
0: Was it a moral objection or did you just not like it was like the texture or the flavor or something? It
1: was the texture and the flavor. I had it once when I was like eight years old or something like that. I remember the incident. We went to this fish and chips place that was like kind of near my house and it okay. was just not good and I didn't enjoy it. And I was like, I guess I'm not a fish person. And I just kind of made that part of my character for 13 years. Yeah, but
0: most people, if, if they're getting like fish and chips, it's typically a white fish like cod or something like that, which inherently doesn't have a lot of flavor and substance to it. It's very flaky and falls apart. Whereas if you get something like a good like uh, seared tuna or like a nice piece of salmon or yeah. like... You know, something that has a little more substantial, like, you know, a bite behind it. It's a totally different flavor.
1: It really is. Uh, And to be honest, I I just don't think that was a very good example of fish that I had that day. Like, I think it was like, it was white fish, to your point, but it was like really fishy tasting. And I think I think I just got a bad batch or whatever. Could
0: have been old or something like that. Yeah,
1: who knows? It was, you know, it was not a great fish and chips place, if I'm honest, so.
0: yeah. Well, speaking of flavors, Mm -hmm. how do you feel about peanut butter? (laughs) Oh,
1: God. Okay. Yeah, we definitely have to talk about this. And there's so many layers to the story. I think we should just start with a general (laughs) little recap for anybody who isn't following you or I on Instagram. Which, I mean, there's probably not many of them, because how else would you hear about this podcast? Yeah. But... So for April Fool's Day, Eric organized uh, a prank to play on me. Now, I appreciate a good prank and I like this prank quite a bit, but it has created some serious headaches. It's
0: for a nightmare, me. huh?
1: Yeah. Uh, so he went on his Instagram page and said, hey, everybody, my friend Zach is doing this giveaway of a Festool track saw, a Festool domino and a Festool impact driver, as well as a bunch of other accessories. Yeah. And the way you enter this giveaway is by DMing him the word peanut butter.
0: Also, I'll play it for everybody who didn't hear it. To own a Festool track saw, Festool Domino, full set of Domino tenons and cutters, and a Festool impact driver. Well, my friend Zach over at Zach Builds is doing a huge giveaway to give back to the community, and you can get all of this stuff for free. Want to enter? All that you have to do is follow Zach on Instagram at Zach builds and then send him a DM that says peanut butter. That's it. Good luck on winning this. And I can't wait to see what you build with all these tools. Have you? (laughs) So I
1: happened to be on Instagram when you first posted it. And (laughs) I saw it. No, I saw it like right away. I was like, oh, this is pretty funny. Like, this is a good this is a good prank. I think I like I liked it. I commented on it. And then I went in and I checked my DMs and I had like five people DM me. And I was like, okay, like this, you know, not not such a big deal.
0: People get it.
1: <laughs> people people understand that this is a April Fool's Day prank. And then the DMs just kept coming. <laughs> <laughs> and they accelerated. And at a certain point I was like, okay, I better put out a story and let people know that this is an April Fool's Day prank, because some people are seriously expecting these tools. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I put out the story, and I'm like, okay, uh, I think that'll hopefully reach everybody. And the DMs kept coming.
0: And <laughs> Oh, God.
1: <laughs> I I responded to some of them, and then at a certain point, I got overwhelmed, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put my phone down for a day. And like, let- You can't. <laughs> yeah, like I couldn't do anything about it. And anyway, long and short of it is, I must have got... Conservatively, 500 DMs from people saying peanut butter. Conservatively, and it's funny because Instagram like sorts your DMs into like different boxes. So you have like it does
0: for our accounts, not everybody else's. Oh,
1: is that okay? It's not for everybody. So you have your like main one, and then there's like this like area where it's like, hey, these people don't you don't follow these people, so we're gonna like segment their messages in another inbox, and then there's another tier below that that's like Mm -hmm. these ones look a little sketchy so we're gonna put them in like a secondary secondary inbox i haven't even begun to count that secondary secondary inbox oh man there's hundreds in there too
0: (laughs) but but i will say in all fairness i told i in the the thing if you listen to it i said you have to follow zach yes so how many followers did you get from that?
1: Uh, let me check. I'm pretty sure at this point, it might be 800. It's either 700 or
0: 800. Oh, baby. You didn't even have to pay for it.
1: Yeah, so that like that's what's you know, kept me <laughs> from getting too angry about this whole thing. It's actually been quite good for my Instagram numbers. <laughs> but the thing is, now I have this inbox full of people who don't understand that it was an April Fool's Day joke. I would say only like... Two to three percent of people actually saw the two sets of stories that I did that said it's oh, a yeah. joke. Most of them are just now in my inbox, like, "Hey, what's going on with this giveaway?" A couple of them have even followed up.
0: Oh, are you kidding me? And the really, send them my way. The really you just send them my way. The it's fine. really
1: heartbreaking ones are the ones where they're like, "Thank you so much. This is so generous of you to do this." I- oh man. <laughs> yeah, this is where I extract my pound of flesh from you, Eric. I gotta read oh. you some of these some.
0: Send them my way, man. I'm telling you.
1: I know. I will. I will. So um, a couple things. One, your girlfriend reached out to me on Instagram. She, oh did she yeah she was she was very <laughs> sweet about the whole thing and she was like if you want to do a counter prank against them i will give you like all this oh, dirt on him no. <laughs> i will supply you with any material you need for a counter oh, attack, she's so. gonna
0: hear about this tonight
1: <laughs> but the thing you know what the really funny thing about that is i can't even find that message now because it's so far like i read it and i was like oh this is great i'll respond to miranda like as soon as i like get home and now i can't find it because it's just buried beneath all the other peanut butter messages oh yeah um so my immediate instinct after i had like an hour to think about this was like i'm going to get eric back by turning this into a real giveaway. So i DM'd,
0: i've already looked into it.
1: Yeah, so i dm'd Festool and i was like hey, i'm in a situation here. Can you help me out mm-hmm. with this? Like we have an opportunity to capitalize on this and get some like, you know, we could get some, we could make this into like a fun interesting story. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, so as it turns out, Festool Canada was not interested.
0: <laughs> no?
1: It, no, no, I messaged them. So again, remember. Did I you to talk
0: deal- to Derek? Oh, never mind, I can't say the name.
1: I have to deal with Festool Canada, not, oh. not the other Festool, uh, the American Festool. So I messaged them and I was I explained the situation. I was like, hey, would you be interested in working with me on this? And they were like, no, actually, what we're doing now is we're Working with less creators than ever before, it so probably
0: that, ruined my chance because I'm in I'm in like a discussion with them. It probably killed it.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't even think the American team would know. So
0: yeah, I, I didn't tag them. So yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And so. I know they follow me, but I, I don't. They didn't. I don't. They didn't say anything. <laughs> Whatever. They they should have known it was a harmless prank. I oh, mean, their sure. guy Sedge, that guy that just has so much energy. One of their spokesperson guys was just. Pulling out the craziest April Fool stuff all day, oh, so really? like I think they they get it.
1: Oh yeah, I, I mean, I will you know like I will clap right now because that was a very good <laughs> April Fool's Day, prank. You did you completely nuked my inbox, and uh, it's hard to get mad about it because again, I did get a bunch of followers at
0: the end of the day. So. I'm nervously waiting to see how you get back at me next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's gonna- I'm gonna forget all about it too, and then April 1st rolls around and be like, oh no. <laughs>
1: So, we got uh, I got a little bit of planning to do, but luckily I got some time to do it.
0: Yeah. But I know you hate me, but there are some people that we don't hate. No. And that's our new patrons.
1: Brand new patrons.
0: Brand new, baby. This week we've got three. We got Greg Flores, maybe Flores. I'm going to go with Flores, Jason Grissom, mm-hmm. and Joey Vargas.
1: Well, thank you guys very much. And I actually have to give a double shout out to Jason because he just became a patron on my personal Patreon too. Yeah, so he's doubling up. He's really committed to supporting us.
0: Right on, right on. And we also don't want to forget our returning top tier patron, Scott Eastman, who, by the way, is he changed his name because he's trying to get a free plug. Oh, And I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. Scott Eastman at... Easty's Woodshop. Nice. So you can follow them over there on Instagram. And for if you don't know what the Patreon thing is, we record the podcast. And then afterwards, when we say bye, we don't stop. We go to the after show. So if you want to listen to the after show, that's typically 30 to 90 more minutes.
1: <laughs> it's really um, We We don't have like a set time for the after show. We just kind of keep talking until we both get tired.
0: Or hungry because yeah. we usually we usually start this around seven, so both of us are working. Yeah, and then you know we started at seven, and then when we get hungry, we stop. And it doesn't but,
1: help that we start every episode with the food of the day.
0: No, yeah, <laughs> especially if you have a drink, if you got like bourbon or uh, or a beer or something, it really goes to your head when you haven't eaten anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But so you can get access to the after show where we talk about some spicy things, things get off the rail a little bit, and we talk about things that we can't you know, talk about in the main show because we're worried about sponsors or other people hearing it. So if you want to check that out, go to patreon.com slash off the cut podcast. There's a bunch of other perks, but, you know, don't need to go on too long about that. Mm -hmm.
1: So speaking of actually extra Patreon perks, should we do mm -hmm. some questions that come directly from our patrons?
0: Yes. So uh, let's start with... This one. I think this is interesting. Okay. This is from Jason Grissom. He says, forgive me if this has already been been answered. Jason, we're not going to forgive you because this has not been answered yet. So it's a great question. I don't recall it being talked about, which it hasn't. How did you guys decide that you were meant for each other? This crying emoji with tears laughing. <laughs> Seems like you have a good back and forth during episodes. One could almost assume that you guys were buddies growing up.
1: Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think it might surprise people to learn, but I think the first episode of this podcast that we did together was like really the first time we got to know each other in a kind of long form type of way, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we had, I had kicked around the idea, like I'd sent it to you, and you're, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm interested. Yeah. We did one call on like the instagram thing or whatever and we're like hey do you just want to talk for like five minutes or so just about this idea well we ended up talking for like 45 minutes and it was super easy very natural wasn't like difficult to carry on a conversation and then from there we just had a couple calls where we talked about oh got another bit on ebay (laughs) (laughs) um we talked about uh just kind of like what we wanted to do talked about like names which. That was a nightmare. Oh, yeah, Um, the
1: name Fiasco.
0: And talked about all that kind of stuff. And then once we had the background, like, you know, just back end stuff, we just started recording our first episode. So I think you can probably tell with the beginning episodes, we talked over each other because there is like a little bit of a gap on Skype. But other than that, I mean, like what you guys have heard is our interactions with each other.
1: Yeah, you guys have like literally watched us. Watch or listen to us become friends slowly over the last little bit. Although that's Uh not 100% true. Because, like, we definitely followed each other. We definitely watched each other's YouTube videos for a while, too.
0: We texted each other a fair amount.
1: Yeah, but we never actually, like, sat down and had, like, a face-to-face conversation like we're now doing every week. No. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, honestly, I... I don't have a good way to explain it other than that it's just kind of lucky. Like we both have like personalities that seem to kind of mess mesh with each other and it's worked yeah. out nicely.
0: And for me, like, oh my God, I almost just choked. Uh, Ice Cube. The the podcast thing was something I wanted to do because it's, it's a natural outlet to just be able to talk about this stuff yeah. without having to plan so much or like worry that you're annoying your girlfriend or your friends about talking about like woodworking related stuff and i was nervous that i would get paired up with somebody and then like two episodes in they'd go i don't want to do this or like it's just like talking to that awkward person at work that's just oh it's just painful to talk to the person but i mean this has been crazy easy the easiest thing i've done yeah
1: and I think one of the things that really sold me on um, working with you, Eric, is like we had those first couple conversations about it and you weren't somebody that I, like a lot of the time I'll pitch ideas to like other creators. I'll be like, hey, do you want to work together on this? And they'll be like, yeah, sure. I would love to do that. And then there's no follow up. Like it's always yeah. me like following up and they're like you never want to be in that position where you're the person like co- consistently driving it. Like, I think after our first conversation together, you were like, okay, this is great. Like, you do X, Y, and Z, and I'm going to do A, B, and C. And we just immediately, like, delineated the work and started, like, each taking our own part of it, and we were both super active in it. So I think it's just been a very natural thing, and it's it's worked out really well.
0: It's just made things easy. Like, for everybody at home, Zach edits the podcast. I do, like, all the back end of, like, uploading it getting all the descriptions and all that kind of stuff I made sure that all the accounts worked but you know like Zach was doing a lot of the tech stuff where I was doing some back-end stuff and it just it truly didn't feel like I was doing a horrible amount of work like when I first started having to create all these accounts and everything took a little time but now like I mean other than doing the podcast I put maybe 20-25 minutes a week into this and it's just it's fun, it's easy, and we have a good time.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: See, I think we I think we sufficiently answered that one. So, I think so let's hit up the other Patreon question. And the reason we're doing the Patreon ones first is because if you are a patron, you get priority access. So our ridiculously long list of questions, <laughs> you get towards the top. So <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's the um, that's the other thing that Eric does that I, I'm relatively hands-off on is he is the question master. He's got the grand list of questions and adds to them frequently.
0: Yeah, we're still at four pages. So we are knocking a lot of these out. Nice. However, we keep adding some.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, I should say uh off the cut podcast at gmail.com if you want to send us a question that we will add oh, to the list.
0: Yeah. We never that's in like the intro thing isn't it? we plug that i think in the intro
1: yes yeah okay yeah you're right i don't know
0: but <laughs> no 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 I, I wasn't trying to like dog on you i was just i was it was a question it was a question i think, I think it, is. it
1: is i think it is
0: um yeah we recorded that too long ago <laughs> almost 10 episodes in we forget what this podcast sounds like yeah um okay Corey Davil wants to know are there any lesser known slash smaller uh, YouTube, let's, let's call it YouTube and Instagram yeah. channels that you enjoy watching that deserve a plug.
1: Oh, you know what? So I saw Corey posted this question and I even responded to the question. I was like, you know yeah. what, Corey, this is a great thing. And it's something I would like to do more of on this channel. Like I would like to even have like a lot of our guests be, you know, not necessarily like bigger creators that we're trying to use to promote for our sure. podcast, but I would like for it to be a place where we can talk to creators of all sizes, and then hopefully give a platform to some up-and-coming creators.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely.
1: All of that being said, I did not prepare a good answer for this question. So, Eric, if you have anybody off the top of your head.
0: Yeah, so first thing that comes to mind, I know we talked about him in the past. He's getting his money's worth, all the zero dollars that he's he's <laughs> he's given to us. Um, Evan, at Evan's wood shop or workshop, yeah. I don't know, I always mix those up. 14-year-old. Unbelievable at woodworking. If you didn't know this kid was 14, you would still be like, wow, this kid is incredible at what he's doing. But then when you factor in the fact that he's 14, it's insane. Right now, he's building a boat, and yeah. you honestly, you owe it to yourself to watch what this kid's doing. It is insane.
1: Yeah, it, it's really, it's in one way quite inspirational because you're like, how is this kid such a good kid at? such a young age because me back then i all i cared about was video games and you know like i don't know causing ruckus in the neighborhood whereas he's like he's created a woodworking business and then he gives all the profits to charity uh so which is insane yeah it's so not only is it inspiring but it also kind of makes you feel bad about yourself like you're not doing enough so (laughs) that's always fun I'm, I'm like desperately like looking through my phone right now, trying to find some creators that I would like to shout out. But I'm really bad at it. I mean, one good one is uh, our pad builds this. He's. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. He uh, he's a good friend of mine. He's also quite young, although I think he's a little bit older than Evan is. But he makes the he makes YouTube videos. He does Instagram. He's a great creator. Uh, well worth a follow. And uh, yeah, I think he's doing a great job.
0: So I got another one for you. I'm going down my very short list of following. And by the way, that's one thing that I've had people message me about on Instagram. They're like, why do you follow so few people? Uh Well, not trying to be a turd. (laughs) I don't like, I really don't spend a lot of time on my business, social media account, consuming content because it's what I produce all day. And it's, it's not super interesting to me. Like, so on YouTube, woodworking content is maybe five or 10 percent of what i watch it's just when you're when you're in it all day that's not what i want to consume in my leisure time right yeah. so i don't follow a lot of people because the people i follow i want to see their stuff um one guy i've been talking to for a really long time uh trip southern he makes all sorts of furniture and uh really just interesting design things uh, one of his most common things that he he posts and builds are these really interesting coat racks. Uh, he's got, I don't know, he's got a thousand followers. So that's a small creator. Nice. I got uh, one here queued up and ready go to go for it.
1: Uh, my buddy Scott Walsh, uh, another Toronto creator, he just did this video. I actually, I guess it was a little while ago. It was probably about a month ago about using construction grade lumber. Uh, to build furniture, and I think it was one of like the best written and produced uh, videos I've seen from a small YouTuber. So
0: Scott Walsh, yeah, def- does he have dark hair and glasses? Yes, he does. Okay, I've seen that before.
1: Yeah, you should definitely check out this video if you haven't seen it before. It's it's really well done, and I think it's a great intro to Scott and his channel in general. So check it out.
0: I think his channel popped up on like the YouTube front page for me, like a suggestion one.
1: Probably because of that video that I'm talking. I think it went pretty viral. Like I, last time I saw it, it had a couple hundred thousand views.
0: How how old was it? Maybe like a, maybe a month or two?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I, I had to have seen it then. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'll give you one more. And again, I apologize because this is just me going down my followers list on uh, Instagram and I'm not scrolling to the bottom. But uh, Taylor Heron at Heron Woodworking Co., uh okay. is actually friends with Trip Southern and he like me started all of his woodworking stuff on just a teeny tiny job site table saw but he makes some really cool stuff. He does a lot of smaller goods. Um he does make furniture, but he's got some really interesting stuff kind of incorporates a little bit of CNC action into it, but he's got some really cool stuff. So check him out.
1: Right? Well, I think that's pretty good for this week, but I'll try and prepare some more names for next week
0: yeah so i got another question for you okay uh, do, 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 do. this is from josh tinter nice. josh says well, actually we're making our way through all of josh's questions um you've made damn it where was i you've made a choice to dedicate your time and energy to your passion how did you pull the trigger and what was that tipping point to go all in
1: Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I, it was something I wanted to do for a while. Like I was, I've been a big consumer of YouTube specifically. And I think if you watch enough YouTube videos at a certain point, you're like, I could do this. Mm -hmm. And from there, it was just kind of, I don't know. I, I've always enjoyed building and I was like, I think I could make a run as like, you know, a building YouTuber or building social media person. Yeah, <laughs> that makes I sense. think
0: one thing that I've noticed about your channel specifically, and why I think you've been so successful, is because your channel is very different than others. Mm. Yes, you are like building focused. However, you have you have a really interesting blend of like tech with building, which right. I personally haven't seen other places. Hmm. So I think you'll get like those tech enthusiasts yeah. as well as like. The woodworking creating enthusiast that might like okay now I learned a little bit more about some technology aspects, which I think is really cool, and I think that you probably have a a nice wide breadth of people watching your stuff because of that.
1: And I think that just stems from my own personal interests. Like I'm a big tech guy myself, so it was like it seemed very natural to like okay I I like this one thing. How can I incorporate this other thing into it that I like? Yeah, yeah.
0: So do you? I guess. To answer this question from my perspective, Mm -hmm. I still remember this. Um, I was really unhappy with my job and I had just started kind of screwing around with woodworking stuff and I had been listening to some podcasts or whatever about just kind of like starting a business. I remember talking to my girlfriend we were sitting by the pool and I looked at her and I said, I want to start a woodworking business. And I was super nervous to say it because mm-hmm. I knew that when I did say it, I was now going to be held accountable yes. and I couldn't quit on yep. that. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that was my pulling the trigger moment. As soon as I verbalized it to somebody else, yeah. I couldn't not do it.
1: Yeah. I think I, I had a similar moment where I said to some of my friends like, hey, I, I think I might want to start a YouTube channel sometime yeah. soon. and yeah it's like once you put it out there in the world it's like you kind of got to do it other i I, I mean that's my personality type anyways i would hate to be the type of person who says they're going to do something and then not do it
0: exactly
1: yeah i feel a lot of shame around stuff like that so but it's funny uh i actually i think i was also led into it a lot by my girlfriend like she was saying as soon as we started dating she actually so my girlfriend um has a background in like film and TV. She was on a TV show when she was really young. And as soon as we started dating, essentially she was like, Oh, you should be on uh you should be on TV doing like home reno shows and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I was, it was nice of her to say, and I was like, I just don't see, I have no connections in that world. I have like, I don't see how that would ever be in the cards for me. Mm-hmm. Um, But I saw social media as like a kind of almost like a, A way of doing that. Like, but it was an avenue where I didn't need to be connected to a bunch of people in order to do it.
0: Yeah. So when you started social media, let's say like you, you opened up Instagram and you hit create account, right? Yeah. Was your plan from the get go to be a content creator and make money through producing content and everything that went along with that?
1: Yeah, pretty much 100%. Like I had a lot of people ask me early in the beginning, like, hey, like, are you going to sell the things you make? And a lot of people would be like, are you, you know, like, can I buy this? Can I buy that from you? And my answer would always be no, like, I'm not interested in making a product and selling it. Yeah. I'm interested in talking about building. Yes. If that may, like, you know, like having a social media presence where I talk about building and then I'll make. You know, I, I'll make my money through back channels. Like, you know, every once in a while, there'll be an ad on one of my videos or something sure. like that. So, yeah. Well, what about you?
0: So that, that was the plan from the get go for you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So mine from the get go was I wanted to create and build things for other people. Mm, okay. Then I started, I got a couple clients and very, very quickly, I was like, "F." this like (laughs) i hate dealing with clients
1: yeah yeah
0: because i would just get the most ridiculous requests, and i'm just like i don't even want to build that Mm -hmm. and then they beat you over the over the fence about like a budget of like oh well do you think you could make that custom bookcase three of them for 150 (laughs) dollars No. no, and then like right. like they make you feel bad about it, and then it's like it's like your mom's workout uh-huh. partner, and now now your mom has to see this girl every day yeah. and tell her be like, oh yeah, but my son, you know, just priced you too high, and like <laughs> it was just a lot of pressure. I was just not interested in.
1: You know what? The, bringing you bringing that up kind of reminds me of one of the reasons that I wanted to start the social media thing, and the one one of the reasons why I wanted to not sell things. Was because I had been dealing in the like the renovation and the construction world with clients my entire life. Yeah. And so that's part of it was I wanted a creative escape from that where I was, because in the construction world, I'm building things all the time, but I'm building the plans that an architect has drawn and has discussed with the client. So I'm kind of. I don't ever actually get to express my own creativity. So I'm just kind of like a technician who builds things based on a set of plans.
0: Yeah, you can't be like, oh, you know what would be really sick? Is if the staircase was now looked like this. Exactly. Instead of look like the plans. Like you, you can't do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was a little bit of room for it, like around the margins. Like occasionally you get a good architect and they will take it, you know, they will consult you and like take your, I don't know, take your input and actually use it. But the like ninety nine percent of the time it was just build what's on the the plans. Um, so the, the reason I started with social media was to get away from that and have more creative control and to not have to deal with clients. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I mean, in a weird roundabout way, now I just have tens of thousands of clients. But
0: <laughs> yeah, and now sponsors are your clients.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it, it wasn't. Perfect, but it's it's a step in the right direction i think
0: yeah and so i started doing like social media as a outlet to try to like sell so my very very first youtube video concrete coasters nice my plan was oh, i'm gonna make this video that so people can see that i know how to make oh. concrete coasters and this is almost going to be like part of like on, on like the 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 product page yeah yeah so people can be like oh this guy actually made them like look how i made them that's so cool he makes these by hand yeah. and that would kind of like spark people to want to, to want to purchase them yeah like the video um, is
1: almost advertising for the product
0: exactly yeah okay and so i started doing instagram like showing off pictures of the coasters and like oh. do little clips of videos as i was making the coasters and uh, nobody bought any of them <laughs> And then once I kind of got those couple clients and like I showed off some, you know, things I was working on or whatever, I was like, I kind of enjoyed just like building what I want. Yeah. And like making videos and stuff around it. I don't really want to do this client stuff anymore.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's fair enough, right? Like, I don't know. I think part of the fun of YouTube is and, you know, social media in general is that it's such a creative uh, avenue. Like the the whole part, like not only what you're building, but how you're capturing it and how you're communicating about it. Like the whole thing is a creative exercise. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah
1: it's uh, it's fun. I think
0: we've I think we exhausted this one. So here's a good one. <laughs> okay. I have. I'm gonna have to censor this. So Uh-oh. if I if um, this is from Robert F.
1: <laughs> are, you, are you? Is this last name the F word?
0: No. <laughs> what the heck? Does off the cut mean? And where the fudge did the podcast name come from? Okay. Yeah, Hopefully like that. that doesn't come off like I comp I'm a complete <laughs> but. Just a genuine question. Smiley face. By the <laughs> way, miter saws suck. Sorry, Zach.
1: Oh no. Not <laughs> my miter saws. <laughs> Um, I think that, yeah, I, we actually kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier. We had like, we have a little bit of an origin story for the name of the podcast. I don't actually, we had one that we loved, right?
0: I'm going to see if I can find it. Yeah. So we had this uh, list of like potential podcast names. I got it.
1: Okay. Okay. Pull it up. Cause I don't even remember half of them at this point.
0: All right. So we got built. For, and again, everybody, these are brainstorms. So they suck. <laughs> um, built for you built by you designed for you designed by you shop talk talk shop with zach and eric in the dust which we were like oh that's like in the weeds wasn't that our first one we were like okay that's not bad
1: that one was yeah that one was up there
0: okay uh the dusty podcast Mm -hmm. the diy podcast easy building podcast which was supposed to be like eric and zach that's really cute
1: oh yeah that is cute
0: sawdust cast in the sawdust the sawdust podcast the honest maker podcast oh man these, zach these are terrible <laughs> yeah we,
1: thank god we didn't end up with any of these
0: i know back to the build podcast <laughs> That's okay. not terrible. Yeah. Between the build podcast yeah. screwed up podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, this is, this is what we we're getting close. A uh, drilled down podcast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely a top contender. Drill, okay. uh, drilling down with Zach and Eric, I think was another one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And then drilling down with Zach and Eric. And then yep. we had nailed down, nailed it. Yeah. Hammered down, cut down, sawed down, glued down, Glued Up, Cut Up, Journeyman, Resawn Podcast, Benchtop Podcast, What's on the Bench, On the Bench, and then we have came up with Cut Off Podcast, and then off-the-cut podcast is kind of what we came up at the end
1: there was like three or four in there and i'm surprised you reading them like didn't jog my memory at all but there was a couple where we were like oh this is the one and we went it was
0: drilled down
1: i think it was drilled down yeah and we were like okay let's register the domain like we got ourselves a a winner here and we tried to register the domain and it was taken like every variation of it was taken like dot net was taken dot org was taken we're like oh we can't do this
0: But we ran into that at least two or three times. Yes.
1: Yeah. We would get a name. We get psyched on it. And then we would go to register it and realize that it was either already a podcast or we just couldn't get the domain name for it.
0: Yeah. But we landed on off the cut. And because from the get go, the plan of this podcast was we want this to be something very easy for the two of us to do. Mm -hmm. We want to get on no planning. And just talk. Like I know there's some podcasts that would be, you know, maybe like a, like a how to start a business podcast. And each episode would be like, okay, today we're going to talk about taxes. Yeah. Today we're going to talk about marketing. Like it, you don't realize each of those episodes, somebody's giving you like a 45 minute keynote presentation mm-hmm. that takes unbelievable amounts of effort and yeah. work to put into it.
1: Yeah, and we are lazy.
0: Yeah, and we're lazy, but. <laughs> I don't and if you don't get it, we're trying to say that off the cut is like off the cuff. Like yes. you're just kinda, you know. It's a really bad play on words. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. It's like okay.
0: <laughs> it's all right. It's it's maybe it's like a dad joke.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, it's like dad joke territory. It's or like it's
0: a little cringy, but yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, it's like uh almost satirical. It's like almost meant to be a little bit cringy. Um, it's funny what you were saying about the, uh, like the edited podcast, you see that a lot. And I remember talking to my girlfriend about starting this podcast. So she was asking me, she's like, well, what are you going to have time to edit it? I was like, oh, we're not going to edit it. Like
0: slap it together.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like we roll the intro, then we start talking and then we stop and then that gets uploaded.
0: Which, uh, if, if you listened to last, I think last week's episode was the one that took me like five different tries to get through the intro because I kept kept messing up. Like that's going to be part of it because that's who we are. That's what it's like creating content. We wanted it to be real. totally
1: And you know what? Like I think you get a much better sense of somebody's personality when you don't edit it. Like you see how Eric and I deal with like messing up the intro and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. So I I wanted this podcast to be very raw and unfiltered. And those are because those are my favorite types of podcasts to listen to personally.
0: And it's easy.
1: And it's easy. That's true. <laughs>
0: so there you go, Robert F. By the way. Language, man. <laughs> this is a family show.
1: You know what? I would I've I've kind of glanced at our demographics, and I know that we're our biggest demographic is definitely like people who are like us. Like it's like twenty four to forty years old is the biggest yeah. group. And I don't think we have many listeners that are under sixteen. I think it's less than one. Yeah, maybe, yeah, Evan, Evan.
0: Yeah. Evan said he listens or he was just trying to gas us up.
1: Yeah, he might have just been being nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, here's a good one. This will be this will be a quick one. Okay. Uh, Corey at KCorey 77 wants to know another question for the podcast. Why use gloss first when you're trying to get a satin finish on a project?
1: Oh, uh, do you ever actually do that? I very rarely, I know there are some people who will do like a gloss finish and then they'll put a satin over the top of it. But I generally don't subscribe to that philosophy.
0: So I do on dark woods because I, so on like walnut, if you use water poly on walnut. I have noticed, and maybe it's just the the particular finish that I'm using, which is almost always Total Boat Halcyon because they just send it over. And the Kristen always tells me, put gloss on because the gloss finish is the purest form of their finish. And the satin has really like microscopic flattening agents in it. So it, your finish will actually feel like thicker. And so it basically has, this isn't the correct term, but think of it as like tiny pieces of sand Mm -hmm. or dust particles in there. Mm -hmm. It's not what it is, but it basically creates the illusion that once you put that finish on, um, it kind of cuts back some of that reflectivity. Okay. So by putting all the gloss down until you're like, Oh yeah, I'm happy. Then you just give it a little, you know, 300 400 sanding spray a quick coat of satin on top you're gonna get a really clear finish that isn't like cloudy or milky looking okay but it's gonna have a satin like uh sheen to it
1: okay okay that's interesting i've i know people will combine like different textures of finishes sometimes to create interesting looks like i've i've heard of people doing matte finishes and then spraying a gloss over the top of that so you get like that, huh. you get like the easy to clean kind of glossiness, but you don't have that super oh. high reflectivity that you would get from a, from a glossy finish because you have the mat underneath. that's kind of like bouncing around the light rays and kind of obfuscating any little defects in the surface.
0: Huh? Yeah. My physics day is the index of refraction. Yeah. Couldn't tell you how to calculate that anymore, <laughs> but I, I know, I know what it means. Yeah. But I mean, do you have to do that? No, but if you notice that you're using, you know, all satin finish something and then you go, ah, it looks a little gray or it looks a little yeah, cloudy. I've definitely, that's probably what's going on.
1: I've experienced that before. So I'm going to, maybe I'll get some glossy and try that out and see if it
0: works. Yeah. On like, if you're just using on like maple or like Baltic birch plywood or something, yeah, it doesn't matter. You're not really going to notice. Uh, All right.
1: What else we got in terms of questions? You got anything queued up there?
0: Oh, here's a good one. Home brings joy. What's a good wood? Oh my God. (laughs) What's a good wood filler that doesn't crack? So I have no idea because I have never bought wood filler in my life.
1: OK, I use uh, Elmer's makes a pretty decent wood filler that I use from time to time. It's kind of the yeah. the generic one that I stock in the shop. Um, and they just have it in like, you know, I'll go out, I'll get a walnut one, I'll get a maple one, I'll get like all the common woods. I mean, obviously, people will say that the best wood filler to use is just sawdust and then a little bit of a light drying wood glue. Which mm-hmm. I generally agree with, but the, the the issue with that is that you have to sit there and you have to make like either you have to find some ultra fine dust or you have to sit there with like a sander and make it yourself. So it's not always the easiest thing to do.
0: I saw uh, the Jason Bourbon moth. Mm-hmm. He had one of those like tips and tricks videos where he bought like a f- like a five to ten dollar like coffee grinder. Oh and literally took <laughs> like just like small chunks of wood or like go into his dust collector and like throw a handful in the coffee grinder yeah grind the daylights out of the wood and it would go to a crazy fine powder huh. and then just boom throw it in the joints with oh, a little a good, bit of glue that's a good idea I was like that's clever yeah that's really clever
1: yeah that is clever um, and the other one that I had some good success with is I don't know the name of the brand, but it was, I ordered it off of Amazon and it was a wood filler that was almost kind of like plasticky. Um, I don't know how to describe plastic it. wood. No, it wasn't that, um, oh man. Anyways, it was, it was a, it had a very, um, consistent consistency, if that makes any sense
0: consistent consistency
1: yeah like you know how Hmm. wood filler is like kind of lumpy and you can tell there's bits of real wood in it and stuff like that
0: this was i've I've genuinely never used it
1: oh okay okay well (laughs) a a normal person would (laughs) um and this stuff was it it felt very plasticky but it was nice because it came in every color of the rainbow from like Hmm. white through to walnut brown and there was like 24 steps in between. So I found it was really great for mixing together. I would just like put it on a little, you know, on a little piece of scrap wood and I would mix it until it was the perfect shade for the piece of wood that I was working on. And I found once that was in the the crack or whatever I was trying to fill, it was really, really hard to tell that it was there.
0: You used a bunch of wood filler on that like coffee table where it was. Almost just look like a bunch of like scattered scrap wood like lines, right? I yeah. guess is the best way to describe it. Yeah. Think of like a butcher block kind of table, but with different different types of wood in it.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. And okay. And it, it worked pretty well. I mean, you know, if you get in there with a magnifying glass, you can still see it, but you had to really be looking for
0: it. Yeah, yeah. So I've got, I think, you know, our patrons get priority access to questions, but I think you and I... Should get priority access to questions over a patron. So I have okay. a priority question of myself of my own. Okay. This is for you. Magnetic bit holders. Yeah. Okay. I have one, one of those real crappy, like cheap ones that probably doesn't even have a brand, like who knows where it comes from. Okay. And the the magnetic bits always, always fall out after yes. every single screw that I drive. Yep. Then I was like, all right, screw this. I'm going to go buy a locking one, mm-hmm. which the way those work is you put the little bit tip in and it has like a sleeve collar, almost like the way like a pneumatic yeah. tool yeah. works where you plug the hose in and have to like slide that collar back. Mm-hmm. That worked great. But now when I put the bits in it, I literally can't get them out.
1: <laughs> it's a it's too like well. it's like
0: the collar doesn't work.
1: Well, cuz the collar gets gummed up with dust and then you're not able to get oh. it like all the way back and then it's not fully releasing.
0: That's what it is.
1: Yeah. I mean, I okay. suspect that's what it is. I haven't actually seen it so I can't properly diagnose it but
0: I suspect. So I almost just went out and paid bought like 5 of the Festool ones cuz mm-hmm. I was like what they're like 40 bucks. They got to be good, right? Yeah. Do, do you have that same issue with magnetic bit holders?
1: Uh, Yeah. So I've never found a magnetic bit holder that I like enough to oh. actually keep around. So what I do in the shop is I literally just have a wall with a little magnetic board on it. And I have mm-hmm. every type of like I have a fixed head. Like the two inch ones. Yes, exactly. I have okay. one of each of those for every single type of, you know, head you can have.
0: So, so what you're telling me is screw the like... Three quarter inch long bit heads, just get the two inch ones.
1: I've just never found the little three quarter ones that work well because you know the thing is there's always a little bit of slack in that system, right? Yes, so the bit is never perfectly stable inside of it. So I Kinda find it out, yeah. Sometimes it like it uh, what do you call that, it like reams out, or uh, oh man, anyways, it, it when you're torquing the, it has a tendency to pop out because there's that extra little bit of slack in the yeah. system. And I don't know, I I feel the same way with screwdrivers. You know, like those, the best screwdriver is just the one that's a single piece design. Not one of those combo ones that has like eight different heads in it that you can like swap out.
0: Yeah, I use the combo one that's in like my drunk junk drawer (laughs) in the kitchen for just like, oh, I got to put a wall plate on, I got to undo this. But like, I would never use that in the workshop. Yeah,
1: They have their place. Like I have one of my toolkits too, but if I'm, you know, I don't know if I'm going to no, know I'm going to be doing a lot of screwing that day and I'm cracking myself up saying that. Um, yeah. Then I will always. Only fans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then I will try to always go for like a single piece one because those are just have the best feel.
0: And especially if you're using impact driver, you just, you know, pop the collar off, toss in there, you're good to go. Yeah. Like you're not saving yourself time with a magnetic bit.
1: Well, well, yeah, that's the thing. Like most. Unless
0: games, it actually stays in.
1: All the impact guns now have the quick change head anyways and even like if yeah. we're using a drill it's not like it takes that long to swap the bit in it.
0: yeah so for everybody listening if you can prove us wrong that you have a magnetic mm-hmm. bit holder that works and you're willing to put no money behind it <laughs> <laughs> send us an email off the gut podcast at gmail.com yep. and if we use it and it works We'll send
1: you, out
0: send you a windbreaker. Send you a windbreaker? All right. We'll I send like you a that, windbreaker.
1: That used to be like radio station swag. They would like send people windbreakers. Seventh breakers. caller? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The seventh caller will get a windbreaker today.
0: Windbreaker. I, I, I don't even... Who sells windbreakers?
1: I'm sure we can find a printing point. Pl- I mean, we're not actually going to send, send out a windbreaker. So don't get your hopes up, people.
0: I'll send them something.
1: Um, I would also like to add just real quick, in general the more tools a single or the more jobs a single tool does the worse it's going to do all of those jobs you know what i mean like if you get one of those like multi tools that's like hey it's eight different things in one it's hard no yeah they're they're almost always crap i would almost always rather have the just like a dedicated tool for each job rather than having some multi tool
0: So you're saying you don't like a oscillating (laughs) multi-tool? No, that's different.
1: The oscillating multi-tool, I actually... Well, but even the oscillating multi-tool, I only use for one thing. I only use it for like plunge cuts. I never use them for sanding or anything like that.
0: No, no, you're not an animal.
1: Yeah, exactly. I got got random orbital sanders. I got other stuff for that.
0: See, I could see the multi-tool being really good. Like you said, plunge cuts. Like if you're trying to cut like a door jam to put hardwood floor underneath it Exactly. All day.
1: yes that is my go-to use for that tool
0: yeah and uh, uh like
1: cutting a hole in drywall like say you wanted to like cut a hole to put like a switch in or something like that yeah just oscillating multi-tool zip 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 you're done
0: but i will say they're unbelievably annoying so i that-
1: know <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's horrible
0: that's good that just made good audio content too yeah <laughs> oh damn what does oh have you seen that and i don't even know if they have in the u.s it's i've gotten people send this to me asking hey eric should i buy this tool it is a miter saw table saw combo
1: oh weird i've never even seen that uh
0: so you've got to google it
1: yes i'm, so I'm looking it for up right everybody
0: now. at home think of a miter saw right you know standard chopping action but then, like where the handle of the miter saw is, where you would grab it, is now a flat surface. So if you ah. lock the table saw and its fold down spot, it is not. Na- I'm sorry, lock the miter saw in its fold down cutting spot. The blade of it um, comes up out of the top of the table saw surface, and now you have a table saw. It looks like. An OSHA nightmare. It
1: really does. It, it, there looks like... So Bosch makes one. Yeah, Ryobi Bosch. makes one. DeWalt makes one.
0: But you can only find them, to the best of my knowledge, in Europe.
1: Oh, I wonder if OSHA did get involved. They're like, no way. You cannot sell that in this country.
0: But it, what's what's funny is they is they make those tools. But in Europe, can't they like not have dado stacks in the... Oh. table saws or something
1: i didn't know that but i mean there's all sorts of crazy laws in europe so i wouldn't be surprised
0: because i thought it was because like they just like don't sell saws that the arbor is long enough let's see oh europe, interesting. dado Stack. somebody
1: recently sent me a message and asked me if there was a difference between a 10 inch blade and then i don't know what it is in millimeters i guess it's like 280 millimeters um
0: and i was that's like, like a mile and a half
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, like uh, 280 millimeters is, as far as I know, like it's within like 0.01% of 10 inches. So I was like, oh, they're just the same thing, aren't they? And he was like, I don't know, because my table saw says it only takes 280 millimeter blades, not 10 inch blades or whatever it is.
0: I don't know. Well, on my table saw, the blade is honestly a sixteenth of an inch away yeah. from hitting a piece of metal when it spins
1: yeah yeah same well i have a saw stop so i guess that goes without saying for mine oh, yeah. but um yeah the tolerances are very tight but i've never like i've never put a like i have all sorts of blades from different companies and some of them are denominated in millimeters and i've never put one yeah. in them one of those in my table saw and had it not fit or anything
0: so the saw stop has like on the brake, it has a little micro adjust where you're supposed to like adjust it to get just in the right range of the blade right
1: oh uh maybe <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that's a good question i've i've replaced the brake a couple times and i've never seen anything like that but at the same time i wasn't was, i was like in the middle of a project and i'm like damn saw stop blade just went off because it hit a staple So I wasn't really in a frame of mind to closely adjust things. I was just trying to like get it set up and going again.
0: So according to Quora.com, which is the pinnacle of website, I'm sorry, internet knowledge. Yeah. Um, And I would, you know, quote this, cite them on any sort of college paper. (laughs) You cannot legally sell a saw in Europe, which can take a dado set as they can only be used for non-through cuts, which are commercially at least prohibited that doesn't make any sense that's so it's something good. like they they don't sell any table saws that have a arbor that's long enough to be used with the dado stack
1: that's really interesting yeah i guess it i i wonder if that's some sort of like uh i don't know like anti uh I want to it's like the
0: man. They're trying they're to like against the man. Yeah.
1: Well, they're trying to say like protectionist thing. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, they like that's to like protect industrial builders Maybe. from like, I don't know, like hobbyists threatening their income. I'm not sure. <laughs> Got in, I'm reaching here.
0: It says Dado Blade is prohibited by the EN and IEC standard. I have no idea what that is. Yeah. Therefore, it's not offered in the European market
1: interesting i had no idea about that well you learn something new every day
0: yeah i'm Uh, sure i could watch a video about it but i would i don't don't care that much because i can use one so
1: you know one thing i (laughs) the one thing i would love to do at some point is like do a youtube video where i go to like you know somewhere in europe or somewhere in china and just be like this is how they do woodworking here like just get it into like oh like, you're little, crazy all the little like nitty-gritty like tiny details of like how things are slightly different i think that'd be a lot of fun i just yeah i, I love geeking out on stuff like that
0: that'd be a good maybe if we can get an international guest oh
1: yeah good idea yeah,
0: so which speaking of guests um that was a good segue by the way thanks mm-hmm. for setting me up with that one
1: oh yeah it was planned out in advance
0: yeah, we genuinely want to hear from everyone. Again, send us an email, uh, off the cut podcast at gmail.com. What guests would you guys like us to have? Good question. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, the first woodworker that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. If it's a smaller channel or something like that, that you think we'd have an interesting conversation, yeah, we're down for that. I'm, I'm definitely not locked into, oh, we're only reaching the top 10 out of 10 interviewees because, yeah. I mean, for the most part, you and I kind of, we we know of these people. And I think it's interesting to talk to people that I don't know anything about.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And uh, and I'll tell you what, the if you suggest a creator and we end up having that creator on the show, we'll send you out a windbreaker.
0: <laughs> Is that just going to be a thing? <laughs> Everybody's getting a windbreaker. Yeah, we're,
1: we're like Oprah with windbreakers from now on.
0: You get the, the flap in your arms around. You get a windbreaker. You get a windbreaker. Everybody gets a windbreaker. From
1: now on, we're going to wear windbreakers when we do the show. And you'll just hear nothing but that swooshing noise of like <laughs> nylon against nylon.
0: So so instead of our seltzer waters crisply cracking open, hmm. you're going to hear the nylon. But I got one question for you. Okay. Well, this is from What Would Brad Build? I'm a, This is from Brad. Brad wants to know, do you have any plans for future guests? And we do. However, I think that's something that we should share with our patrons first.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to be a couple weeks because we're still working out some kinks. Yeah, But we got somebody lined up. Yep. And I think you guys are really going to be very interested in this person because they're not only a, a content creator. However, they actually work for a woodworking company. So we're going to get some really interesting feedback about, you know, how the content goes with somebody who works for a woodworking company. Yeah. So if you guys want to know more about that before that guest comes on patreon.com slash off the cut podcast, and you can get access to the after shows as well as a ton of other perks. Mm -hmm.
1: And, uh, I don't know if you can guess who it is. We will send you out a, a windbreaker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're putting me like you're I'm like $300 in the hole with these windbreakers. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, seriously, um, thank you so much for tuning in the podcast. This uh, this thing is really picking up steam and it's fun and it's encouraging and it's exciting. And again, no pressure to join Patreon. But if if you want to just get more of this. Join us over there. A couple bucks and support what we're doing.
1: Mm-hmm. And if you want to support the show in a non-financial way, just tell a friend that you like it. For if, sure. If we can get our show numbers up, then we can get bigger and you know potentially better guests on the show too. You, we're, you know, we're starting out. It's a little tough to say, hey, do you want to come on to my podcast so that only five people listen to? Uh, hey, we got
0: more than that. I know. No, We're, we're actually like two to 300.
1: I know. We're actually doing... We're exceeding all my expectations. I was just Where trying top to be a little 5%. bit funny there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Just, yeah. If you want to help us out, tell a friend. We would deeply appreciate it. Uh, other than that, we will see you next week.
0: Oh, also, um, I think like reviewing a podcast is, I've heard Ooh. is supposedly good. I don't know.
1: Yes, I listen to a couple other podcasts where they occasionally will ask for reviews. So, yeah, if you have time to give us a review, that would be amazing, too. Deeply appreciate it.
0: Yeah, we don't know what it means, but we would very appreciate it, mm-hmm. I think.
1: And probably best if it's not a one-star review.
0: Yeah, yeah. probably five-star. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's enough plugging ourselves. Yeah, true. Let's uh, let's go plug this. Oh, that was a really bad. So <laughs> let's just let's cut the podcast here, and we're going to go to the after show. See you guys.